Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that gets us connected and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we've made the connection. And I have my wonderful co-host today, Rick Bernardo. Uh, Rick is an ethicist, a teacher, a healthcare advocate, both in California and Minnesota. You did some wonderful healthcare advocacy, which is important for our conversation today. And uh, you have a good habit of finding connections and exploring ways uh, to get us all thinking <laughs> in new, new and important ways to to be better people, to apply our ethics, and to think about community. So, thank you, Rick. Uh, good to see you. Good and see and you. Uh, it is it is a good habit to yes. develop. Um, other times, I just want to watch TV. <laughs> but, uh, but but there are things that make life worth living. And uh, I have a friend who. Who confessed one day? He said, uh, I, "I I wake up in bed feeling alone and incompetent, and the only thing that gets me out of bed is the possibility to be a champion for people." Oh. And uh, I I that's that's my model. <laughs> like get out of bed. Aside from breakfast, be a champion. And, and, and it's so important that every one of us can do something. Yeah. And, and there are times when we might not, like your friend, feel like no. that we make a difference, but we can make a difference. Well, I'm fond of pointing out in, in teaching ethics that there's a power to uh, that greater self. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, that when you know when you're on track with that. And it's not, you know, we, we don't live there all the time. So uh, speaking of powerful. I just have yeah. one, one yeah. big question yeah. to set the, the, um, yeah. set the stage today. Yes. And that big question that I want all of us to be thinking about is shouldn't our health care be accessible, affordable, and comprehensive? And mm-hmm. are, there are ways we can help make that happen. And I'll let you if, share with us who yeah. our guest is today. Yeah, well, if we could dig into that, that what what is that? That's what our broadcast is today about, having a, a wide and deep conversation about uh, – you know, what does it mean for our health care to be accessible? What, what possibility could that open up? How, what if it were actually affordable? Uh, th- uh, those occur as dreams sometimes, mm-hmm. but there are realities in a lot of places. And we need to ask, well, what's getting in the way? And comprehensive as well. Uh, so uh, accessible, affordable, comprehensive. So the reason we're talking about that is because we have uh, a guest today from uh, Healthcare for All Minnesota. I want to mention that website, hca-mn.org. Uh, if there's one thing you could do is go to that website, hca-mn.org. That stands for Healthcare for All Minnesota. And this morning, we're, we've been joined by Carol Engelhart. She's been a nurse for many years, so she knew, knows from the trenches, if you will, uh, the power of service. Uh, we know, especially from the past couple of years, but even before that, everybody knows nurses are the heroes of the whole system. Uh, heroes, sheroes, right? And she's been involved with the Healthcare for All Minnesota. And you've yes. got a fundraiser coming up. Yes, we do. Waban Park. 5.30 next Friday, May 20th, and you can register right on site that day or 
you can register at hca-mn.org, and the invitation is front and center on the website. Carol, why did you get involved with Healthcare for All? Well, I got involved because as a nurse, I am a healer. I want to care and get patients to get the care they need. But what happened is there's like this huge red stop sign as a barrier. When people can't get the access to their care in the United States of America, the wealthiest country in the world, which spends twice as much as any other country and $4 trillion a year on health care. And with that, you'll be able to go to the Minnehaha Park, the Waban Picnic Area, Shelter D, and have a great time. You're going to be able to hear lots about uh, how this is important. But today, I'd like to have us focus on some, some real-life experiences. And if you could share a little bit about your own real-life experience of why you think this is important, and perhaps even a story or two about how that's uh, how it's impacted you and, and impacted your realization of how important this is. Well, what has happened in the United States is we've I'm so accustomed to the lie that we have to have several insurance companies and 30 cents on every dollar is the cost. And what happens is, as a nurse, I would see people getting their network insurance changed, and they'd go to the pharmacy and they couldn't pay their bill because it was changed, or that they couldn't come to our clinic, or it was costing them too much. And I would call them on the phone and I'd say, well, you haven't come in. I'm concerned about your diabetes. Well, they changed my insurance, and it's going to cost me too much money to come into the doctor. So even when you are insured, it can be a problem, but then you see people crowdfunding and not being able to afford it. And the personal story that I have that really drove me to get into it is my husband's sister, Carla, who was had pancreatic cancer and came to live with us about seven years ago. And what happened was she, I became a nurse navigator. She signed me over to do that. And we kept getting denied care, denied care for her. Finally, they would pay for it, but you shouldn't have to suffer with knowing how you're going to pay for your care when you're trying on, to Stress get on top care. of having a chronic illness. Yeah. Just but, seems inhumane. Right. So the doctors were ordering things and expecting her to get these treatments in the hospital, and then the insurance company would say, no, that's not necessary to your care. And that's what really put me over the edge to say, I need to become an activist. I need to stop this when it hits so close to home. I know when I was working for the American Cancer Society, our big push was working with the underserved, um, being able to reduce the the barriers to encourage people to get early detection and um, be able to maintain their prevention of all kinds of, you know, making sure that they're getting the test and whatnot. And I soon realized that most people could get that if they had a job. And then I was seeing that when people got a job, sometimes they weren't going for their dream job. They were going for a job that just could give them benefits of health care. That seems to me also uh, a uh, a challenge that we have created a system where you your uh, employer has to give you your health care, exactly. which, which seems like it's skewed in terms of being able to make sense for everyone to have the same kind of health care. Right. From birth to death, fully comprehensible care like the Canadians have. What I was I am a Minneapolis school nurse and we were on strike for three weeks. 
So the Minnesota Federation of Teachers and the ESP had me as a consultant for um, what we would do with people if they lost their insurance. It was a horrible scenario. If they'd already paid their deductible, which was $1,500, and if they went one day without the employer-covered health insurance, they would have to pay $1,500 a COBRA. Yet if they didn't do that and went on Minnesota Care immediately, what would happen is they had to start the whole process over once they were employed again. So think about you're a teacher or an educational professional, you're nine months pregnant, or your husband needs life-saving surgery, or something like that is going on, and the stress of, what am I going to do? Because we have job-dependent health care right now, job-dependent health care, if you're under 65. That's sounding like, to me, uh, with my background in ethics, as hostage-taking by policy. Uh, it, you can't do the right thing, or you don't want it. Now you're afraid of doing the right thing, because... Your family could die or you could die. or I mean there, there's a huge risk, which is a form of hostage taking. Or how many people basically go bankrupt because of the health care? 60 percent yeah. for personal bankruptcy, yeah. And that, that just seems horrible. You know, when we have mechanisms that could serve us all, I think sometimes people just back off and go, well, I don't want to lose my insurance. I'm I'm afraid that if we change it, I won't get the same kind of care. But we're seeing all over the world that people do get good health care that are not job dependent. What would you say to someone who's like, I'm scared. I mean, if will, will somehow my benefits not be as good or will I not get the same care if we have universal health care? Well, that's just not true. And if you come that night, you're going to hear Rose Roach, the executive director of nursing, interview a Canadian nurse and doctor and how well Saskatchewan first started in 1962 as a provincial health care coverage because of Tommy Douglas, which I'll go to in a minute. And then it be, within five years, it became nationwide. Their residents get health care coverage so they can go on and look at affordable housing and food insecurity and helping people figure out mental health and how to be healthier. So with that, um, being able to have at least your basic health care taken care of, uh, we are able to support not only ourselves but our neighbors. So the, the big thing about coming to this uh, big event is it's going to be fun. You'll be able to learn more about what healthcare could be um, and how we could change the system and have healthcare for all. Uh, I want to make sure people know how to get uh, to the uh, website. It's hca-mn.org. If you care about healthcare for all, you can also buy a ticket, and, and if you can't come, that's still a donation that you're supporting for healthcare of all. In our next segment, I'm going to want to hear some stories from our friend Carol, who's going to be sharing about you know real life situations where people have had the challenge of having their health care change, um, what what can happen when you don't have health care. But then um, we'll be also following that up in our third segment, talking about well what could be the vision and, and what's our goal and what could that mean and how can everyone make a difference. We'll even hear about someone who fought for a bill that's now a law that made a difference. So stay with us. Uh, caring about health care is about caring about yourself and it's about caring for others. 
and it's about making the world a better place. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes after our commercials to learn more about why healthcare for all is important. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. Our topic today is shouldn't our health care be accessible, affordable, and comprehensive? I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and I'm joined today with Rick Bernardo, my co-host. And we have a terrific guest. Her name is Carol Engelhart. She is the chair of a fundraiser aimed at generating not only a connecting point for all social transformation, but also creating a change-making pivot point. That's Healthcare for All Minnesota Spring 2022 fundraiser. And that's this Friday, around the corner, May 20th from 530. Uh, 530 to what, Carol? Probably eight. 530 to 8. It's in the Minnehaha Park, the Waban Picnic uh, Area, Shelter D. And the address is 4655 46th Avenue, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55406. Rick. What you said. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm Rick. I am Rick. Thank you. you. Are Rick. Hey, Rick. Good to have a name. As we're talking about healthcare, you had yeah. a few ideas that come to, that came to you as we finished up our last well, some, segment. Sometimes there's uh, something going on in our lives that's been there for so long. Then, unless we can name it freshly, it's just like part of the background we get used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from our previous conversation with Carol, uh, it occurred to me again that the, the healthcare system is way, way too often cruel. Uh, systemically cruel. I mean, the people involved. I don't know anybody intends it to be cruel, but it's happening. Uh, uh, a, a type of cruelty uh, to people, and there's a way out. That's why we're talking about this today. And we've got Carol Engelhart, who is uh, uh, not only a nurse for many years, and she talked about some of her experience, but she's event and fundraising coordinator for Healthcare for All Minnesota, which is why we're talking about the picnic in the park Friday. Uh, Go ahead. No, I, yeah. I was just going to mention uh, you've shared some stories to help illustrate how confusing the healthcare system is today, and that confusion can lead to not accessing the healthcare system or not being able to afford accessing the healthcare system. Would you mind sharing a little, a few of those stories with us? I think it'll really help our listeners to understand how important healthcare for all is. Yes. <clears throat> First of all, if you go to the Mensure Navigation website. It's a great access tool, but it can be very confusing to people. Do I can I get Minnesota Care, which is the public one that's planned and privately run by the insurances, or do I get the subsidy? And we are paying reinsurance to the companies to provide that. That alone is a barrier in itself. But one of the most ones that sticks out in my mind this week is what happened to a mother of a student of mine. Child needs an emergency insulin, I mean, EpiPen, because he has a severe allergy. And the EpiPen was outdated, and we were getting ready to go on a field trip. Finally, after the pandemic, it's exciting, and we want everybody to be able to go, and that's what we ask for. And so then she calls me up, and she says, well, I can't get the EpiPen. I said, what happened? Well, I went to the pharmacy to pick it up, and the pharmacy said I had to pay full price, or I had to go to a different pharmacy. So she called her manager and had to take the whole day off to solve this, call the insurance company, find out who the new pharmacy was, 
get the doctor to rewrite the order, and also call the last pharmacy to negotiate that they would either cancel that uh, prescription for her or send it over to the new pharmacy. So tell me how it would go under a new system that's healthcare for all. How would that? How would we be able to change that so that that woman would not have to be taking a day off and she wouldn't be charged, you know, a full price for for the epipen? We, we are just so used to the way it is. We've been fed this lie that there is no other way that's going to cost us too much money. Okay, I'm going to bust that myth today uh-huh. because. Under the Minnesota Health Plan that John Marty is the author of, and we have four new uh, legislative caucus leaders with that, Liz Bolden, Liz Ryer, Omar Fatah, Jen McMeown, with Cedric Fraser as the um, sponsor in the House and John Marty in the Senate. What that would do is bring us a system like Saskatchewan in Canada where we have one state plan that is a payer. There's no longer in-network, out-of-network. There's global budgets for the hospitals and the clinics. People get paid for what they need if you're a provider or a hospital. But the patient itself has one card like Medicare but from birth to death and it covers everything, mental health, dental, drugs, and there's no more out-of-pocket costs. Just think, no more bill comes into your email box or your post office box. Or you have to justify it for your flexible spending account and be able to submit all of the receipts and then make sure that it gets paid. So I'm envisioning a healthcare system that has the single-payer system, right? The uh, healthcare for all. You have your card. So you'd go in to get your EpiPen. You'd get your EpiPen. Exactly. You just show your card. You wouldn't have to pay anything. Your child would have what your child needs so it can go on that uh, field trip without needing to take a day off, without needing to call four or five different people to coordinate that. You got the card. It's like the magic card (laughs) that opens all the door for you. I do mention – I do need to say there is some cost involved because just how you pay Medicare out of your taxes, you would pay some kind of public premium Mm -hmm. and that needs to be known. But it's much more affordable than what we've got. Most people have huge deductibles, even with an employer-based plan right now. Oh, sure. I I can tell you – this is still Rick here. Hi. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I've worked with health care benefits administrators for some years now and uh, there's so many levels and so many uh, layers uh, between getting your actual – health care or prescription or whatever you need from it. There's so many layers. It's hard to know where to go to, to, to fix one little thing like an EpiPen. And I could, that story you shared about getting that, that hap- that's not just one story and you know that, but I know from experience. Uh, but when I'm hearing it could be more simple. It could be very simple, efficient, cost-effective and caring. Right. And I think one one thing people don't know, as Keith Ellison has proposed, which I highly agree with, that we could have standardized prices in the state of Minnesota for pharmaceutical drugs, set the prices with a board. Um, Canada does that right now. They don't provide – they want to get to the point of providing drugs as part of their plan. Mm -hmm. But that would even help tremendously where there were set prices of drugs so that they couldn't – they would be negotiated like – See, the VA negotiates for drugs mm-hmm. and it costs 60 percent less. Mm-hmm. They're about the only one I think I know of in the United States that does that. And so it can be done. These drug companies aren't saying to the VA, well, we're not going to provide you the blood pressure medicines or the insulin 
and the veterans are getting their drugs. Uh, my father uh, was a veteran and um, loved the VA. Um, and, and it is a good model. It is a model. Challenges the VA have, of course, is getting into the system can sometimes be challenging. So you know, there are lots of things that we can go to school on in terms mm-hmm. of how do we best provide this for everyone. Mm-hmm. But universal health care should be a right, just mm-hmm. like public education is a right for X number of years. Um, health care for all allows everyone the opportunity to be successful in life. Um, Go ahead. Our, 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 we've been in the middle of a, a huge historic pandemic. It's really laid bare the huge holes, deep holes in our healthcare system, and it's caused carnage. Mm-hmm. Right, because even though they say they're nonprofit, let's face it, all these systems want to make a profit on quick, accessible surgeries like orthopedic surgeries and other and elective surgeries. And what happened during the pandemic, those weren't being done. And so what we didn't have is enough of a public health response to be able to have uh, all our systems working together. If we would have a single-payer plan, we could have had – we wouldn't have had to be passing all these laws to get public health dollars in. I would also hope that if we had this, we'd have more respect for public health uh, because there's been challenges in people respecting the public health recommendations. Mm -hmm. And it would be my hope that that would be supported. Well, and I do need to say we are transitioning to talk about the national. And there is a Medicare for All plan nationally with Bernie Mm -hmm. Sanders on the Senate side and Jayapal on the House side. Um, And that would be wonderful too. But we need to get the right people elected to make it happen. And there needs to be people power. And what's wonderful is if we in Minnesota could make it happen, uh, we could be leaders that influence and inspire others, just like in Canada, where it was Saskatchewan, as I believe you said, that started it. And when they got it, all the other provinces wanted it as well. So, so, so there's a way out of the systemic cruelty. And there's ways that we can um, make a difference. So in our next segment, we'll be talking about what does that look like? What can we do? And we can. We can make a difference and we can be uh, we can be the North Star. We can be the star of healthcare. I like it. <laughs> so join us, stay with us after a few short commercials. We'll be back to really talk about what can you do. And one of the things that you can do is make sure you go to the uh, fundraiser Friday, May twentieth, uh, and you can get that by going to the website, which is uh, hca-mn.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. Rick Bernardo is my co-host today. And our question that we're exploring is, shouldn't our health care be accessible, affordable, and comprehensive? And we have Carol Engelhart, who is the chair of a fundraiser coming up uh, this Friday, Healthcare for All Minnesota, the Spring 2022 Fundraiser. It's going to be Friday, May 20th, starting at 530 at the Minnehaha Park. But you can get your tickets now. Uh, even if you're not going to go, get your tickets now so that you can be supporting Healthcare for All. And that's hca-mn.org. And if folks just want to get involved, what should they do? In Go, go to the website <laughs> and, 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 and there's a, a menu item that says, get this, get involved at the top. Exactly. exactly. And, and I want to highlight that Healthcare for All Minnesotas, 
Minnesota, that's you and me. Yeah. That's you and me and all of us, all. And uh, what's important is understanding how we can make a difference. So, Carol, tell us a little bit about uh, why – what things that we can do to make this and, – and tell us a story first about uh, someone who made a difference in turning a, uh, a tragedy into law that now benefits so many. Well, the story of Alex Smith is known throughout the state of Minnesota, the United States and the world and a mother that was relentless, relentless. I would not want to be Nicole to find out that three weeks after aging out of – her insurance, that her son who worked so hard but couldn't afford Minnesota care, he made too much money, he was doing well, rationed his insulin and was found dead in his apartment. So what she did with this is built an activist movement in the state of Minnesota and got a people pressure, got legislators behind it, the governor behind it. The Alex Smith emergency insulin bill is law. That if you go into a pharmacy and you have diabetes, you can get your insulin, you can get your meters, you can get what you need and not die because you have lack of insulin. And if nothing else, if you're out there and you have diabetes and you need insulin and you can't afford it, you need to know that if you've got a short-term emergency insulin shortage and you can't afford your medicine, you can go to the pharmacy and get a 30-day supply for $35. And that's all because Nicole Smith, in grieving for her son and wanting it to make a difference, created uh, the emphasis and the partnership and the support to make this a law. Yes. And what she has done is the plan, the toolkit that we can use with activism of saying we can do this. This is what matters. Let no longer should another Minnesotan suffer or go bankrupt or wonder if they can own a small business or wonder what's going to happen if they lose their health care insurance or have cancer treatments and don't want care. And the other story with this – And rationing their, their medicine. Yes. But, there is a musician that Papa John Colstead knows that literally died playing his music because he told the musicians he was playing with – I'm just having this pain in my chest. I'm just not feeling well. But they'd say, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. And he said, I don't have any health insurance. I can't bankrupt my family. It's literally what he said. One night, playing his jazz music, he just died right on the stage. And nobody could revive him with some of the best hospitals and paramedics access in the world right here in Minnesota. It's just not right. And it gets back to what you were saying, Rick, um, Healthcare is truly life-giving and it's cruel to deny life-giving to yeah. those who most need it. It's systemically cruel and uh, we don't need to tolerate it. Uh, there's also, I would suggest, behind this whole picture, a social corruption happening where money is not only going to CEOs. I, how many – Two hundred and eighty-three million of the seven top publicly traded health insurance companies last year was published on the Physicians for National Health Program yeah. website. How, how much? I mean, how, after a few million, how much more do you need? And 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 there's some sectors from management ethics studies for years for me uh, that you shouldn't be profiteering off of people's lives, uh, selling drugs. 
educational systems, some sectors should not be profiteering. They're not – they're made for common good and to do anything else is corrupt. And when you care about the common good, there's a variety mm. of ways that you can um, join forces and not feel like it's all hopeless. It, there is hope. Um, join us is a great we, – we started off the show with saying – start off the segment mm-hmm. uh, on how you can go to get involved and you can hit the join us which uh, gives you gives uh, the organization your information so that they can contact you about quick response needs that they have, events coming up. You can volunteer. Say you really care about this and you want to do something more. You can let the organization yes. know that you care about this and you want to make a difference. Well, we're going to do some fun things including table at the state fair. There's a lot of things that you can do to be involved and uh, get involved with this. But when we talk about this, we need to know – that what the Minnesota Health Plan is, John Marty wrote this and he's wrote a book about it and it's really a comprehensive plan that is in place that we just have to get voted into law. We can make this happen, Minnesotans. We can do it, which it is, is it's a public payer plan but all the private hospitals and clinics stay intact, okay? They just get paid with one bill. Think of it as one bill payment. Mm-hmm. And then each Minnesotan pays what they can afford according to your income. So it's not like you're priced out of the market. Right now, mm-hmm. if you have no insurance and you cannot qualify, you pay whatever the market bears. And so if you're a small business person, that's $24,000 a year. Yep. And if you don't have insurance and suddenly you find yourself in the emergency room, you may be paying off that bill, you know, for many, many years unless you go bankrupt. Uh, th- that's just unconscionable that we take away people's livelihoods because they have an illness. It- it's unconscionable. But what's important is there is a plan, but we need people to show up. It's we an- need it's, activism. It, it's not enough to just go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. It, we do need to make a difference by being there. I'm inviting you personally to come next Friday night. I need you there. As a nurse, I care. I want to be a healer. But I need you to stand with me. We had an incredible movement that was organic with the Minneapolis teacher strike that was amazing. We had rock bands. We marched at the Davis Center. We went downtown. We went to the governor's mansion. And we showed up in huge numbers. And our students and our families got behind us so that we could have safe and stable schools in Minneapolis. Let's do this, Minnesotans, so we have safe, accessible, affordable health care for every Minnesotan. And I have to imagine that every one of us has had a health care crisis in our life, whether it's our own health care crisis or someone we loved or someone we know. This isn't a mystery. This isn't out there for someone else. This affects everybody. We've all dealt with someone who's had a chronic illness and didn't know what to do or how to get the care that they well, need. Well, and it's not just that. You know, they say infants mm-hmm. are the barometer of how healthy a culture is. Right. And do you know in Hennepin County, African-American babies die at twice the rate of a white baby. And they've had studies and help with Minnesota Department of Health. But you know – I say enough to that. Yeah. And African American mothers yes. die at a twice, a, a, twice as well. And yes. That what that's just wrong. It's we more can't, it's more than broken in that sense. And yeah. we can't solve everything by having affordable, accessible care. 
but at least it takes care of that so that no one has to. And then they said, when I was reading it this morning to prepare for this talk, the majority is prematurity. So if you get the right prenatal care, a lot of that would be prevented. Mm -hmm. However, I know that doesn't solve everything. We need to listen to the stories of the communities that are struggling and find out what their needs will be met and how they want to have access to physicians and healthier food and parks and lack of, you know, reduced gun violence or safer neighborhoods. There's a lot more to it than that. But at least if you take that out of the equation, you can start working on the other start working issues. on the other issues more. Foundational, foundational. You may also have access to organizations that could host a speaker. And what what this organization also needs is the opportunity to have speakers come and talk about this issue. Uh, you can host a speaker. You have there's experts at the Healthcare for All who uh, can come to a meeting or event and share how important this is. Exactly, and one of them is my own husband, Dr. Yeah. Ken Englehart, who has spent his retirement advocating for this and is on the board. And uh, we have other expert speakers like Ann Jones or John Crossan and those that will – Dave DeVorek. Yes, they will come and they will speak. Um, so this is – you're right. This is very important to know. But we also have quarterly meetings with interesting free education and um, other educational promotions and events that you can connect and network with throughout the year. We are built and key allies. We've organized with several key nonprofits, churches, um, groups, unions, that we have a strong union support, and we've had three unions give to us for this fundraiser because we need to be organizers. We need to make this happen. So the key allies group is directly working with um, building that citizen group so that Healthcare for All Minnesota is the pivotal group to do that, to bring groups together. And it's important. If you don't have the time, and we a lot of busy people out there, you can give resources in terms of support, not only in giving to this fundraiser, but making a donation on top of that. Uh, and there'll be opportunities at this wonderful Healthcare for All spring fundraiser to do that. Should I talk about some of the things we're doing? Actually, I'm, I'm going to come to close for this segment, but it's a good tease for the next segment uh, because there is jazz, food trucks, raffle, silent auction, and our friend Carol is going to tell us about some of the very cool things in that silent auction. So stay with us. We'll be right back after a few short commercials. And uh, remember, you can make a difference. And we can have health care for all. We just need to have the will to make it happen. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we've been talking about a very important idea. Shouldn't our health care be accessible, affordable, and comprehensive? And the answer is a resounding yes, and there are ways that we can help make that happen. And it, it depends on us making a difference. So I'm going to introduce a couple people. I've got my, my co-host, Rick Bernardo. That's me. That's you. That's a version of me. And we've got uh, Carol Engelhart, who is the chair of a wonderful event coming up this Friday. Yes, and I need you to show up. If you're new to this, please come and go to hca-mn.org. 
are, come that night, and we will sell tickets to you right on site. Because what we need to do is build a people movement, and we need more than those of us that have been core doing this for the past five years, for the past ten years. If we want to make this happen, it has to be a people organic movement. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On top of it, not only is it going to be important in terms of collecting names and being able to pinpoint where people are so that we can create a call to action to get folks out there and, and saying, yes, we do want uh, health care for all. Uh, There'll be some really sweet things there. Yes, we're having kids' activities, uh, rock painting, and different fun activities for them to do. There's a great kids' park right next to it. We are having live jazz music by Jazz Central Studio with Max Santiago. That is amazing in itself. Do you know uh, some of the food trucks that will be there? Yes, Ten Fish and Smokehouse, which are two of the best food trucks in Minneapolis. They will be there, and the price of your ticket pays for your food truck. If you want more, you can pay cash, but you'll get a basic entree. We'll have beverages that are provided with it from us. And the cost is $25? $25 for adults, and is it 10 for kids? Yes. I, 10. 10 for kids 12 uh, and under. Yes. And so um, that's what the pricing is. But, you know, we are going to have some really fun things to bid on, too. We have local restaurants and businesses that have donated um, items that we can have that are fun spa baskets and meals and different things that you can do to bid on that way. But we're also going to have some bigger items that are silent auction. For example, an executive club six-month uh, membership to the university club with the outdoor mm. pool mm. and meals there and you can do events and they're really um, expanding this to have a lot of fun um, playground-type things with a mini golf and uh, bouncy houses and different <laughs> things that are going on this summer that they're going to add. So that's that's one option. And another option is a week at a Florida condo on a beautiful island. Ooh. Um, a cabin with five bedrooms, two baths on a quiet, clean water lake in northwest Wisconsin, right by all the biking and hiking. So you can have the money go towards health care for all while you're on an island in Florida. Yes. There's, there's a nice little – That's a type of win-win, right? It's a big win-win. Or if you love biking, hiking, or just swimming or hanging out with your family on a warm water lake, you know, in a wooded – uh-huh. area by Hayward and Cable, you can have that. And then one of my friends who has um, a facility like a lodge, you can stay at the loft for two nights right by Cable. What You literally walk out of her a facility, her uh, boarding, and you can be right at the bike trails, right at the hiking trails with strong internet. So you can be healthy. You can go biking. You can have the money that you would have spent in uh, staying at this place actually be going to health care for all, and you can have a wonderful time. Right. There's lodging like that and fun things, and there's also a staycation, which would be uh, at a really cool bed and breakfast in the Summit Hill area Ooh. with a night out at W.A. Frost. Oh. How cool is that? Yeah, so W.A. Frost really is one of my old favorite uh, restaurants. I used to live down in that uh, that neighborhood. So, And I have to get a shout out to John and Stephanie Rupp. They were the ones that my husband and I belonged to the University Club. And so they gave these oh. um, for our fundraiser to support us. So we want to thank them for that. And we want to thank all our sponsors like SmartSet um, that has sponsored us, the 
MAPE, which is a union, and SEIU and MNA, who have sponsored us here for the, AM 950 to have ads and to also our event. Those are great connections that really make a difference. So uh, we honor honor that, yes. And I know there's uh, AM 950 has some other folks that are donating for the um, the uh, the auction. I think there's going to be some oil and vinegar there from the vinaigrette people. Oh, right. And awesome. plus AM 950 gave us a wonderful in-kind donation, including this interview, that we've been so thankful for the ads and the promotion and the support. We just can't thank AM 950 enough. The station wants good things for people. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know, is that so bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, being a very progressive-oriented organization, we want to make sure that we're supporting health care for all. Uh, it makes a difference in our community, and it's a, a great opportunity for us to support a good cause. Thank you, and thank you for having me on this program. It's been a wonderful morning. I talked about uh, what gets me out of bed in the morning before, but uh, the uh, larger vision that this fits in is uh, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a society, a next-level society where everybody is honored and everybody gets to contribute because that's what we're talking about here, the next level for, of that. Well, and you know what? What I can't say enough is this. I care about our environment and our planet. I care about not having as many guns and having problems with violence. Mm -hmm. Those are things I passionately care about too. Mm -hmm. So if somebody invites me to that and I join it to find out how I can be involved, that's why I'm asking you today, if you've never joined Healthcare for All Minnesota today, it doesn't cost you anything. You can just go to the site and click on Get Involved, Join us, subscribe, give us your information. You don't even have to live in the state of Minnesota because we have great programs that are online by Zoom that you can join us with. And I, I would highly encourage that because you can get involved and that can be your first step to find out how we can make a difference, how we can be activists for healthcare. I think when you go to hca-mn.org, you'll find that there's a lot of information that helps you understand how important this is too. Sometimes it takes three or four different ways of thinking and learning about something to have it sink in and to turn into something that, that you're ready to step to the plate to make a difference. So in at least going there, I bet if you go there and just start reading about what they do and how they do it, it won't take long for you to go to the Get Involved and to be able to sign up. That information not only gets you a newsletter, but it gives them the opportunity to know where are the people in Minnesota who are supporting us? How can we reach out? How can we activate? How can we encourage everyone to do their part in creating a community that allows health care for all? And just think of the dream that you wouldn't have to worry that you lost your job or that you wanted to have a coffee business or another business or as a farmer or any other way that you had your own, like a bike shop, that you wouldn't have to worry that you were not going to have health care. And you can buy your ticket also by going to hca-mn.org. You can buy your ticket there. And we hope to see you next Friday. And if you haven't bought your ticket ahead of time, that's okay. You can buy it there. Thank we'll, you. We'll look forward to seeing you at the Healthcare for All. It's again at Minnehaha Park, Wabon Picnic Area, Shelter D. Come and make a difference. Friday. 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 I'll, Friday. See, you, I'll see you there. <laughs> yes. Thanks. yes. Thanks so much. Thank you.